This is the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss retro gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. I am a host, Stacy. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. Well, this show is new. This is our second episode, guys. Uh, with us today is Detective Daniel Slade. <laughs> Hello. And our resident, and our resident, uh, I, are you a British citizen or are you just hanging out there? I'm, I'm an American expat. Oh, my goodness. She's Jason Bourne. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this is episode two of Retro Rebel. Didn't even um, say her name. It was like, it's an expat. An expat, exactly. Well, Amanda. <laughs> we can't say her name for legal reasons. So, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is episode two of Retro Rebel. And on this show, we discuss retro gaming, gaming topics. I imagine we'll touch on uh, tabletop gaming, anything gaming related, uh, especially and and. Uh, most certainly retro gaming. Uh, I think that's kind of what we probably uh, can speak most knowledgeably on. Uh, would that? Would you guys agree with that? Oh yeah, I would. Or are you, you? I think Amanda's Amanda. Amanda. That's the most uh, up to date and current with. Games. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably well, the most current. <laughs> well, you can share with us what the kids are doing these days with those those darn kids. I am hip with the childrens. You are hip with the children. <laughs> so what are y'all doing, Amanda? What are you up to now? I mean, you just you just came back from seeing the world. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, I just got back from Morocco, so uh, I can tell you that's quite an interesting experience. Uh, I didn't see any gaming consoles whatsoever while I'm I over there. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. <laughs> so um, there, they did have like an internet lounge, and there's quite a few people that were playing Dota. Um, but I didn't see any consoles at all. Um, I was in a five-star resort, so it was like a place for the parents to chuck the children while they go do adult things. <laughs> so <Of course>. it, <laughs> it, was, it was quite interesting, but I was itching to get back to uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which is what I'm playing right now. It's literally on pause as we speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's quite it's quite a good game. I've I've played the uh, the predecessor to this title, um, and I can say there's some cool new augs. You can do some new stuff. I do feel that uh, once you figure out the secret of the vents, it's a bit on rails. Essentially, yeah. if you see a vent, that's the way to go. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've never I've never been in an instance where taking the vent was a worse solution than uh, than going straight in. Right. Um, so right now I am about I would say probably feel I feel like I've I've gotten through halfway through the main story, but I am going full completionist. So I've done all the side missions I've encountered so far, including like joining the organized crime family and and uh, owing them favors. So, quite a good game. Definitely do recommend. I've also gotten the final expansion for Fallout. So, I'm playing Nuka World right now. Um, I've gotten three out of five zones cleared. And I'm interested to see how that turns out. I have to say, if you're going to buy Nuka World, the absolute best quest that you could do is uh, the quest with the cultists in the new area. uh, Where they believe they're going to get in a spaceship and 
blast off. Um, quite hilarious. They drink the Kool-Aid um, there? Do they drink they the Kool-Aid? Definitely, they definitely drink the Kool-Aid. It doesn't end well for them, is all I'm going to say. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not a spoiler. Like, you can just tell. It's not yeah, It's not yeah. going to end well for them. But it is quite possibly the most comical and gory ending that could happen. So, quite enjoying Fantastic. that. Um, that. That's what I'm playing right now. Well, you know, with Mankind or Deus Ex, uh, I played the first one. I haven't played the second one, and uh, I want to. It just one of those things with both of those games you listed uh, take a lot of time. But with Deus Ex, one of the things that frustrated me was, and I and I read this online, so you know it's true. They they farmed out the boss battles to another company uh, or another developer, and so like all the gameplay and everything was done. By, I guess is it Ubisoft? Uh, who did? Who does uh, Deus Ex? Should know that. Square Enix. Uh, yeah, Square, Square Enix. Uh, they Squeenix. and then they, Squeenix, and they farmed out the boss battles. So the boss battles use completely different game mechanics. I was used to stealth, to you know creeping in the shadows, and then you had to go full bore face first into a couple of those bosses. And I didn't play that way. And so, like, my augments weren't that way. I didn't roleplay that way. I didn't, uh, you know, upgrade that way. So I got stuck on a boss uh, and mm. almost shelved that game because of that. But it was a great game other than that. So I'm looking forward to playing the other one. I mean, well, I, I, I don't okay. think the boss battles are that obvious in this one. Yeah. I, I feel like I probably encountered some. But to be honest, the tranquilizer rifle and the stun gun are, like, instant win mode. Um, yeah. You know, you you have those two things, and you yeah. can shoot from range and close up, and it's one shot, one stun. I haven't yeah. encountered anybody that's taken two hits. Um, yeah. And then once they're sleeping, then I guess stuff their corpses in a locker. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I stuffed a corpse in a locker. In a locker. That's literally <laughs> a mission. I bet it is. There's no doubt. You probably get an achievement for it. So, yeah, I, no, there's no doubt. Dave, have you played either one of these games? I played the original, um, but I didn't go in depth like you, it sounds like. Uh, I just kind of dabbled in it uh, and haven't touched the new one. Not really my type of thing. I figured you uh, picked up a few new games today. <laughs> yeah, a few. Yeah, I picked up... Uh, a bunch of old Genesis games that they just kind of sounded cool. And Tell I us the a, most obscure. What's that? The most obscure. I don't know which one's the most obscure. There's one called Ten Head. I would uh, say that's pretty obscure. Uh, Double Dragon 3, not really obscure, but I've also heard that found one. that. Uh, a game called Humans. A game Human. called Sword of Vermilion and a Fatal Labyrinth. Weren't I would say I'm going with Tinhead. <laughs> weren't very expensive. I just wanted to pick up a couple more Genesis games to add to my collection. And I Absolutely. also found a, a Game Boy Advance game out in the wild, WarioWare Twisted, which I've never seen this out in the wild. I've seen it in the stores and stuff when it came out, but I've never seen it out in the wild when I was game hunting, so it's kind of cool to find this and pick it up. Yeah, and you said it did work, right? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. I, I <laughs> played around with it for a little bit. Well, fantastic. Oh, well, uh, lately I've been playing, I'm still playing Gears of War 4. Um, and 
uh, but I hadn't been able to play it as much because I keep jumping back into World of Warcraft. And right now, WoW's got, there's so much going on in the new expansion that uh, there really isn't time to play any other games. I mean, if you're trying to do all the world quests, much less change the, change or, or uh, link all of the aisles together by doing the, the quests on each aisle to bring up your, your, uh, uh, your status with all them to friendly, or at least to where all of them are friendly. So, yeah, with World of Warcraft, uh, that's pretty much taking up all my time. And I'm not even I'm not even raid ready, uh, in which I think I'd say half of the population is probably raid ready to to do raids and stuff like that. But they did a really good job with progression, making sure that you follow you follow the storyline. You can do it in any order you want to. The enemies scale to you, so. That's good and bad. So you go back to the first aisle where the enemies were level 100. Now they're all 110 everywhere you go. So they're all high level, uh, which is that's good and, and a little bit frustrating sometimes when you'd like to go back and things to be a little bit easier. But uh, but it's a minor deal. Uh, but anyway, yeah, World of Warcraft's taking most of my time. But whenever I can, I get back to about four other games, one of them being Gears of War. Uh, I'm also still trying to finish Life is Strange. Uh, I'm on the third I beat that. I'm on the third episode of that. So um, I won't spoil great, it. Yeah, it's a great game, and I kind of know what's going to happen. I think, uh, no. but I I don't know no. how you're no. going to get. No, no. <laughs> it makes you deeply upset. If you're not deeply oh. upset at the end of that, <laughs> give up. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the the game has is moving to begin with. I mean, I love the music. I probably love the music more than I'd say a lot of people. That's one of my favorite things of the game right now is the music and the stories. The story's fantastic, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get back to that. But it's one of those I need to be in the mood to play because it is kind of deep. So anyway, so that's kind of what I'm playing right now. Well, good deal. Well, anyway, today what I want to talk about on the Retro Rebel Gamecast is: is it important that you finish a game? Like, and what makes a finish a game worth it to you? So, you know, let's just go around who, I mean, is it important to finish a game and what makes a game important? If, 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 if or if not, what makes it important to finish a game? There was very, very, very few games that I've completed, like, recently. I mean, the Arkham series I completed, um, I didn't complete the last one because <laughs> I just couldn't get back. I think it's the story, yeah, I mean, if, if the story isn't, you know, engaging for me, I just, I won't complete the game. So its story is one of the big deals, you'd say. Yeah, I would say so. Because the first okay. two games had like a really gripping story, and it made me want to finish the game to see what happened. Third game, not so much. I didn't really care. I didn't really care that Jason Todd, whoops, spoiler alert, was under the mask. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't <laughs> finished it. Thanks. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Well, yeah, I would have to. I'd agree that story definitely plays a role. But what about like the old games, like the the, the Nintendo games, Genesis games, Sega, SNES? Did you games, finish those games? For me, was not really more about the story; it was more about the challenge. Like Mario One was a game I never completed when I was younger. Could never beat stupid game. Pissed me off. I didn't beat that game until I was like in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and, and I, I was like, I just told myself I had to beat that game, and I finally played it one night, and you know, worked my way through that game, and finally beat that stupid thing. 
And then, you know, you find out that you get to play through the freaking game again. <laughs> well, and I'd, I'd agree. I think that a challenge has a, has a place, in it, and I think it depends on the game. Like, there are different types of gameplay that require finishing it, or that, w- that, would, uh, that would motivate me to finish a game. So either challenge or story definitely plays a role, you know. Um, I think <laughs> pop a top. Um, Sorry. It's okay. Vanilla Coke. Delicious. Absolutely. Delicious. <laughs> uh, vanilla Coke. Yeah. Mm. I don't, you don't see that a lot around here. It's hard to uh, get in England. No joke. Is it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mountain Dew's like impossible. I'll have you know. Well, we know what the care patch, package is going to be the next time. Yeah, seriously, if anyone wants to send me Mountain Dew, I will love you forever. So (laughs) hard to find, especially the blue one. So hard. I didn't know that was a thing, so noted. Um, Yeah, so so we were saying that challenge plays a role, especially with the older games, because I remember with with, uh, Super Mario 3 waking up, like Super Mario Brothers was important to finish, but I mean, I couldn't tell you much about the end of that game. But Super Mario 3, with the distinct worlds and, and finding the side quests or the, the flutes and and all of that stuff, you know, that was a, that was another challenge. Especially, like, if you get stuck on the world, on the seventh world, uh-huh. with all the tubes and the, the pincher plants <coughs> and all of that. Which was, I think they just put that there to make sure that you couldn't get to level eight without those tubes or without the, <laughs> without the uh, flute. Um... But yeah, the challenge had something to do with it. I there was a bit of a completionist in me, but there came a time where finishing a game was no longer like the big deal. Like I would buy a game, and it wasn't as important because it used to be really important. With super with SNES NES games, the uh, the Genesis, I felt like I started a game, I needed to finish it. But I think part of that came down to the fact that those games could be finished within a few hours. You know. What about you, Amanda? Any, uh, what's your first kind of, or what's like the, the, is it important to finish a game for you? Um, I would say, well, first off, I rent my games. Mm. So, uh, I've got, uh, well, they don't have Gamefly here, but I've got Boomerang. It's the same sort of like premise, but I used to have Gamefly when I lived back in the States. But because I've got an unlimited queue, but a limited amount of time, I give every game about an hour. If I'm not interested, it goes back in the box and goes back. Because I can play as many games by the cost of the game. So right. they really have to do a lot to entertain me. Really a combination of difficulty and story. So if it's over hard, even on the lowest setting, it's not entertaining to me. I play games to like see a story and to be... Right as close to a superhero as you can get. So if it if it's too hard, I'm getting my, my butt kicked within the first, like, you know, 20 minutes and I can't get the controls or whatever. Like, this is my problem with Assassin's Creed. I cannot get the controls. I've tried every single Assassin's Creed game that comes out and I just can't do it. it they're just too wiggledy-wobbledy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's that's that sort of game that I just end up sending back and I don't complete. However... If it does grab me, I will go full completionist. I've done full completionist on Skyrim. I've done full completionist on Dragon Age, um, on 
all of the Mass Effects. Um, I'm going for it on Deus Ex. Um, and, and not necessarily full completions on achievements, but just every side mission, every story arc. That's what I'm yeah. going to go for. If it's like yeah. blow up 15 tanks with a bazooka, that's not the sort of thing that really interests yeah. me. Although I do, in some games, have all the achievements. Um, but that's usually as a side effect of doing all of the missions. Right. Yeah, a lot of times I'll get some of those achievements on accident. Yeah, didn't mean to do it. It just happened. It just happened to happen. So, just throwing this out um, there: is it possible yeah. that the reason why you don't maybe complete games anymore, Stacy, is because when you were younger and you had the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo, the Genesis, you know, your parents only bought you limited games, and those are the games you were stuck with. So it kind of forced you to play them. And now that you're an adult, you can kind of buy whatever the heck you want. I was going to say that that's you know I, I listen to other uh, podcasts and and I listen to these. These guys that get codes, you know, you know, we Simply Geek hasn't reached that level yet, but um, they they get all these game codes and they're like, oh, I play it and, and and they play it for a minute or two hours and then they do a review for it, and then they have to go play the next thing. They have to stay current with all these games, and so they're not really able to go through like we can. I can go back to Final Fantasy VII if I want to because I don't have a bunch of new game codes to get into another game. So if I want to go finish a game like you know, one that I haven't finished in a while or one that I just, you know, didn't finish Arkham uh, Arkham Knight, but now I don't have to because I know the ending, Daniel. That's, that wasn't the ending. Um, I'm just joking. I was joking. <laughs> I was like, that, was, that was like three hours into the game. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, then I need to do some more playing on that. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Um, I think I did too many side missions. Like, I was trying to catch the man bat in that thing. So, <laughs> um, stupid. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... You know, I think that has something to do with it because because I'll tell you the first the first experience I had with a game where you just sit down and play it for a day was Final Fantasy. It had to be Final Fantasy three, which is what Final Fantasy six. Yeah. Final Fantasy six, where and I was in high school, and I just I literally once I once I got it, I I put it in the the SNES and I played it probably for six or eight hours straight. I like. Then I would get up in the morning and I would play it. And then I would, you know, and then over the weekend, you know, that would be predominantly what I played until I finished it. Final Fantasy VII, same thing. You know, I might play that game for seven hours straight. But it takes very specific games to do that. Now that I'm older with kids and family, if that that probably has as much to do with not being able to get back into games like Skyrim. I've got The Witcher 3. I'm going to finish it. But that game is so dense. You know, oh yeah, I completionist take... The Witcher three. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like three hundred and forty-eight hours. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I'm not gonna get that done. Okay. That's crazy. That's what she's saying. Yeah, that's what she's saying. I'm not gonna get it done. So uh, then I'll go back and I'll just play it some more. You know, I've got Skyrim. You know, the games like that I love. I just haven't had time to finish it. So I think it's a little bit of both, Daniel. That. Back then, I also only had one game at a time, a lot of times, to finish. And nowadays, some of the games are so dense, and you've got other obligations, it's just hard to get back to those things. So, I think that's that's probably the big deal, or the biggest thing for me. But I still think there are games worth finishing. I just, uh, you know, some some stories strike me a little bit better than others. Mass Effect was one of those that I really enjoyed. I even liked Mass Effect 3's ending. I had no problem with the ending. One thing I did like was that they brought out the DLC that allowed 
all of your characters to have one last hurrah, uh, you know, together. So you got to kind of get to say a final goodbye. Did y'all play that DLC? Uh-huh. Did you play that, Amanda? Yep. Okay. I played it all. Yeah. That was my favorite DLC. That was my that was my ending to the game, really. Um, because the ending was was fine, but when they came out with that DLC where you're at the party and you get to talk to all the characters and you you know you you're little you're you get to say the last things you kind of wanted to say to them before the world all goes to hell. So uh, I thought that did was you cool. did you complete the game with a soulless romance arc? What's that arc? With Solas, the like bald elf dude, because that makes that DLC incredibly different. I don't know. No, I don't. I, I didn't. Because um, I want to say ten out of ten. Go back. Go back <laughs> and do it. So okay. such a different story arc. I did. I did all of the romance options for all of the characters, and aside from Iron Falls, Solas is the most story driven. I really? would recommend. Yeah. Interesting. Iron Bulls is the funniest, but Solus is the most story-driven. Okay. Well, I definitely will have it, and I'll definitely, I definitely have it. And we'll definitely go back and try to do some more of those. I know I probably won't have time to do all of them, so I, I, I always chose the one that I thought was most interesting, like uh, the alien uh, that was in the the suit, and you could never see, you, you never got to see her face. What was her name? From the second game, Daniel, you don't know, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, you are no help, Daniel. Thank you I, for your help. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> well, anyway, I I thought that was the most interesting, but I I didn't uh, I didn't really try any other ones. So, were you talking about Mass Effect, and then I started talking about Dragon Age? I swear you said Dragon Age, and then you said Mass Effect. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, both uh, both good games. And I believe made by the same person, and so uh, that is a fair, easy mistake to make. Um, no, Solus I, I, is in Dragon Age. Okay, so I was wondering. If I was you're, like, if you're looking for him in Mass Effect, you won't find him. Okay, well, <laughs> good. That was many hours uh, saved. I was look for somebody that's not in the game. Stacy was getting ready yeah. to boot it up right after this and be like, "I can't find it." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, in topic two, what is the most satisfying game moment or finished game in your in your library Mega Man 2 Mega Man 2 great game what which moment or just the whole experience just beating the freaking game that game was freaking hard for me when I was younger <laughs> that's a good point yeah I, I finally got to the game and I stood up and I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's done now no, I think the the general consensus on that game is that is maybe the best of the Mega Man series. Yes, uh, I think that's probably probably right. Um, it's considered the top Mega Man game of all six of the original ones. Okay. Um, it also has the best theme song. Does it now? <laughs> yeah. Hell, you wanted to use that as our uh, intro music. I know. I know. That's why I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I uh, that was a, I think I think Mega Man was a unique challenge. I think I liked uh, Ducktales more because I actually was able to finish that one. But um, but still not my not my crowning jewel, my crowning achievement. Amanda, what about you? What's your most satisfying game moment or finished 
experience. You have an extensive library so far of maxed out games. I do. Um, well, I could say The Witcher 2 was probably second most favorite. But in recent years, I would definitely have to say Dragon Age Inquisition, the Solus story arc in the DLC. Amazing. <laughs> so that really good. I think I might really? have teared up a little bit. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, <laughs> You know, the thing about Dragon Age, I got into those big open world ones where you can get in trouble and you can almost break the game really easily by going to the wrong place first, setting off a series of events, and then ruining your opportunity to go through a particular storyline. Like I did Skyrim in this village where I had to get into a door. Well, I wasn't strong enough to get into the store, or, and I didn't have the necessary materials to trick somebody or do whatever I needed to do to get past these guards. So I essentially halted that storyline until I could change things. And I, and I think I actually killed somebody that I needed to talk to or I needed <laughs> for that storyline, which you can do. And then in, in Dragon in, yeah, in Dragon Age, I went into this, I went down to this, uh, I, I, I think it was like, I, I went into a building down to meet with somebody and there was, there was an individual there that I spoke with and I was kind of sussing out some rebels or sussing out these wizards or what, it's been a while since I played it. And they, they were the, uh, there was one down there, and I, I kind of bit off more than I could chew and started a fight with somebody who was well above my level. And I knew I needed this to further the story. I didn't really have any side quests at that point, so I had no way to get stronger. And so, again, I effectively ended my, my game because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't move on, and I didn't know where else to go. And, and Dragon Age is... Um, much like Skyrim, you, you know, you can... It was overwhelming. Well, Witcher 2, uh, or Witcher 3, both of them. I mean, they can be overwhelming. They're giant worlds. Uh, like I yeah. said last time in Red Dead Redemption, you know, I used to just get lost in the prairie until a, a you know, a cougar would kill me. And then I'd realize I had wandered too far, needed to come back to the city. But, I mean, it, it's just such a big place. You could, you, you could wander off... Wilderness until dysentery gotcha. Exactly. Stacy died of dysentery. <laughs> Stacy died of dysentery. Exactly. Did you finish Red Dead Redemption? Because I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't. I tried. I, I wanted not, to. I did not finish it. Um, one of those I didn't finish. One of those were, I think I did, in my mind, I played out the uh, the end of a movie and walked into a saloon and just picked a fight with the saloon uh, until I got killed and then I gave that game to a friend. I yeah. traded it for Dead Space, which I also did not finish. Yeah, I don't like Dead but Space. But I didn't finish I, Dead Space for a completely me. different reason. Because it scared me. And I was like, nope, not going not gonna to yeah. finish this one either. No chance. Too scared. Can't do scary games. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, scary games. Definitely. No. I think we had that discussion last week. Oh, yeah. So that... <laughs> see... Yeah, last week that this would have been the worst podcast for everybody to be on because all three of us are terrible and very scared and wouldn't play any of the games we were talking about. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Friday the thirteenth? Nope, not playing it. Nope, nope. Not gonna play it. See, and I would play it like if the three of us played it, I'd play it because I think that would be fun because we're all scared. That would be funny. That would be fun. 
other than that, though, you know, playing with Rooster, Rooster would be the one to leave me and with the boat, and he'd leave without me, or or just say, "Hey, I'll be right back," like you say in horror movies, and then never come back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, though, since we we all have Xboxes and maybe have a PlayStation, do you have a preference? Since you know, from a completion standpoint, or just like things that make motivate you to complete games, what about trophies over achievements? Do you have a preference? Trophies versus achievements? They're kind of the same thing. Um, I guess. Kind of. I look at them very differently, but I'll get to that. Uh, achievements are fun. I mean, I, it's always cool when you're playing a game and you know you did something that you weren't expecting and it pops up saying, hey, you unlocked this. You're like, right. cool, wh- what did I unlock? <laughs> you know, like the other day, I'm, yeah. it's not game related, but the other day I'm watching the CW app and all of a sudden I unlocked a hidden achievement that said 9% of the gamers have unlocked it. Uh, it said I'm part of Cisco's files or whatever because I watched five episodes in a row. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. But I hate it when Netflix gives me those achievements. Like, don't remind me of my shame. <laughs> don't remind <laughs> me that I'm sitting here doing, <laughs> watching exactly. constant movies. Exactly. I, I didn't know, you know Netflix what? did that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's really disturbing. It's like, you've been watching an entire season. Thanks. Don't <laughs> yeah, tell me. Hulu did that. Congratulations on watching an entire season in a day. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I did that with Luke Cage. That was bad for nice. me. Bad for my health. But I think achievements would be more powerful if you got something. I don't know. Like, I always thought that they would use achievements for you to unlock, like, clothes and stuff for your avatar. But that's not really how they work anymore. Like, you used to be able to do stuff in games and unlock alternate costumes Uh and alternate whatever. Uh Now you just, like, find those things in the world, which I think... I don't know, I kind of liked achievements giving you actual things, whether for your Xbox avatar or for your in-game character. I think that's more exciting. I think MMOs kind of have that nailed where you can, yeah. you know, you can you can grind out a certain something and get a certain staff or hammer or gun or whatever. The fact that you can't really do that anymore, I think takes some of the fun out of, you know, thousand achievement scoring it, you know. I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I think I was spoiled. I was a, I'm, I'm a Nintendo fanboy first and foremost. So, go Nintendo Switch. Looking I'm forward so to that. Excited for that thing. Um, but, uh, but I, I played the PlayStation. I mean, because the PlayStation, GameCube, all that. They were PlayStation was a very different animal from GameCube and N64. So when PS2 came out, huge fan. Huge fan of that. Xbox came out. I wasn't really interested in that. Uh, trophies weren't really a big deal for PS2 at that time. But when KOTOR came out, I had to have it. KOTOR! Yeah, yes. when it came out, I had to have it. And so that literally was worth buying an Xbox. So I got an Xbox, played KOTOR. And when I was finished with that, and you had you had achievements... Uh, I think achievements started with the Xbox 360, or were they in with the Xbox? 360, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And so uh, I was kind of, I'm really a brand loyalist. <laughs> when mm-hmm. the PS3 came out, uh, I I kind of stuck with the Xbox 360. I was like, okay, Xbox had KOTOR, I'm going to stick with this. We got the Xbox 360s. I loved, I mean, that iconic sound from the achievements. 
So I wasn't exposed to trophies until much later. Didn't really even know trophies were a thing. I, I knew it was very cut and dry. What do you have to do to get the achievements? I wanted to compare my achievement score to other people's achievement scores. It's very easy to do. With the trophies, it's like one or two more steps I have to do to see your trophies. Kind of see where you are. Now I can see your, your like, I think you have a rank. Don't you have a rank in PlayStation? Yes, I think I so. Think. Um, and so that kind of tells you a little bit about your trophies. I only have but, like nine trophies, so. <laughs> but to me, it's it's almost so arbitrary. I, I'll, I'll be playing along and I'll get a silver trophy. and I'll, Or the next one will be maybe gold or bronze. I can't tell because they're small. And I'm like, I'm playing Tales, uh, Tales of Borderlands. And the the trophies I'm getting, I'm like, I don't understand because I'm not looking at what the requirements are, but I still don't understand why I got a different trophy. And uh, the other, you know, so I personally like the achievement points or the achievements over the trophies uh, because it's kind of like you got it or you didn't get it. It's not, you almost got it, you know, it's like the consolation prize for playing the game because I got a bronze trophy for basically jacking up every quick time event in Tales of Borderlands. But I still finished that, that chapter, so I got a bronze is that really you know, what the, so, the different color schemes are? I thought they were just the difficulty of the trophy. And it may be. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. So uh, I'd have to go back. I'm just, I'm totally making that up. I, I have thought, no like, idea killing, that. like, you know, 10 zombie horde and you get a trophy that's like the bronze trophy because that was, like, pretty easy to do. But then, you know, kill yeah. a million zombie horde, then you get the gold trophy, you know. That's probably that. That sounds more real. That sounds more like what what the the process would be like. So. I'm sure it is, but like I said, it still just seems to me more clean cut, clear cut. You get, you either get the achievement or you don't get the achievement. Uh, and some achievements are easier than others. They're probably hard to write, I'm sure. But um, you can be a little more nuanced if you've got the trophies. So you can, like you said, you can do ten zombie horde or a hundred zombie horde. You you can still get something if you, you know, at, with the progression. Same thing with achievements. You'll get some of the achievements, but some of the achievements that are a little more difficult to get, or especially when they tie them to multiplayer. It's like, well, I really don't care about the multiplayer, so I'm not. I'm probably not going to get those achievements. That I'm not a completionist in that sense. You know, the story. Yes, I will finish. I finished almost every Call of Duty storyline, but I'm the worst player online. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not good. I'm going to get, I'm the one who's going to be on somebody's highlight reel for getting knife killed a hundred times in the same match. <laughs> Somebody, you know, I am their highlight reel. Um, have you, have you noticed the new, I don't, well, I don't know if it's new, but I just noticed it today. And I think it's one of the more recent um, Xbox updates for achievements. But if you get an achievement that not a lot of people have, when it pops up instead of seeing the normal Xbox symbol on Xbox One, you actually see a diamond. Yeah. Oh, really? It's a, it's called a rare achievement or whatever, and it tells you yeah. how many percentage. That's what I was saying with the CW. Yeah, I literally just got one of those not even 20 minutes ago. I was, like, I was all right excited. Before what I is came this? <laughs> Fantastic. I was like, hello. Yeah, we have celebrities in our midst. Yeah, well, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can parlay this shame into some kind of celebrity, I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, that's good. So, final thoughts on finishing games. Are they still worth it? Do you think that uh, you will continue to finish games, you know, just based on the type? Or 
you know, is it going to be case by case basis? For me, it'd probably be case by case. I mean, it's it's going to be. I mean, nowadays, like I said, the only thing that's kind of engaging me in video games is a really good story. If it has a really good story, and I want to see it through to the end, I'll I'll probably play it through to the end. Nice. Okay. Amanda. For me, I would say if it's a legacy title that I know that I like, I'll finish it whether or not I like the interface. So if they made drastic changes to Mass Effect or drastic changes to Dragon Age and how it functions, I would still finish it because I've played all of them. Um, so I think outside of that, trying a new game would be case by case. But legacy titles, Halo, whatever, I'm going to finish it because I've finished all the others. You know you want to play Splatoon. Yep. I'm a kid now. You're a squid now. Squid now. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's more or less why I'm I'm playing Gears of War. I like the gameplay. The story was light, but I mean I I, I do want to see the continuation of this, even though it's kind of simple. Legacy titles, I'd be the same way. Um, I'm actually thinking about heavily playing Final Fantasy 15, just because I was a huge Final Fantasy fan. I took off from 10 on because they were just too much couldn't do it um i tried 10 got about halfway through 10 but uh 10 actually had a really good ending i've never played a single final fantasy you demon you bite your (laughs) tongue no 15 looks good i just don't want to invest the time just like kingdom kingdom hearts you know i've been waiting for years for kingdom hearts 3 to come out oh i will and now that it's finally coming out i'm like do i really want to invest the time in it I will get it. I'll get it. Um, that one I'll get. I don't know about Final Fantasy. But, uh, yeah, I will continue to try to finish games. Um, I've got the, the blessing and the curse of not really having a, a lot of games. Well, I've got a lot of games, but not that not so many that I can't go back and finish some games. So uh, I do my best to try to not spoil the endings for games that I haven't finished yet, uh, if I care. And, uh, yeah, so I'll continue to just based on case-by-case, case, legacy for sure. Others, you know, I'll, I'll have to try them out. So, and that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank our Rebels, Daniel and Amanda, for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because that helps us a lot. Until next time, Peace. thumbs up. Peace. Peace.